Hi, everyone. Steve Adubato. This that's right. It's Lessons in Leadership. You see the graphic up. You know it's Lessons in Leadership because the lovely and talented, what is it, a game show? Uh, Mary Gamba is here. Mary, Mary, we'll introduce our great friends, our guests in a second. Every time people watch Lessons in Leadership over time, your hair is getting longer and longer. What's it sure up? is. Oh, I tell you. Well, I'm attempting to let it go. It was. It started out as a dare from my two sons, Will and Joe. They said every time I try to let it grow, I just cut it off again. And the greatest joke is going to be when somebody turns on Lessons in Leadership and I just went back to as short as your hair is. So it won't be that much longer. Uh, once it gets hot, I'll probably be taking it off once again. Well, it looks great as always. And she's going to bring it as we interview our good friends, Dennis G. Wilson, President and CEO, Delta Dental of New Jersey, Jim Kirkus, Chief Executive Officer of Meadowlands Chamber and Meadowlands Live. Guys, how are we doing? Doing awesome. We're doing great. Good. Come on, you got to bring it. It's the first show of the day. We had a long <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're doing great. Just just back on, on, on Mary's hair here. You know, long is nothing. Gray takes work. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> That's what greatest. hair dye is for. Yes, and thank yeah, you to no. Rachel who does my hair. She does an amazing job. Well, I've had Gray put in. I have no idea how he even got there. Um, <laughs> hey, Dennis, how about this? Let's make everyone understand that this is part of our small business series made possible by Delta Dental. We're talking about a whole range of issues regarding small business and leadership. Remind folks who may not have seen some past episodes of Lessons in Leadership, Why Small Business Matters. Why are we doing this, Dennis? We're, we're, we're doing this because you just said it. Small business matters. It's, it's the backbone of the economics of our state, right? 90% of businesses are, in fact, small businesses, no matter how you define it. Um, and we, and I know the Meadowlands Chamber is absolutely committed to assisting, helping, supporting small business. Well said. And, and by the way, Jim is a trustee of the Caucus Educational Corporation, our sister not-for-profit production company. Jim, tell everyone what the uh, Meadowlands Chamber is. We will put up the website so people can find out more. We're media partners as well with Meadowlands Chamber. Please, Jim. Well, thank you, Steve. Great to be here with uh, with uh, Mary, uh, you, and Dennis uh, to talk about uh, small business in particular. You know, in our kind of organization, business service organization, 75 to 80 percent of all of our members represent small businesses. And of that percentage, um, probably 50 percent of them are under 20 employees. So we're really talking about the backbone. And, and those are the businesses that, that uh, need the, the help and guidance the most in their entrepreneurial growth. And, and that's what we focus all of our attention on uh, here at the Chamber, along with the advocacy and things we do for all size members. A good portion of our strategic business plan is to make sure we're elevating and helping to grow small businesses. We'll have the Meadowlands Chamber uh, website up, Delta Dentals uh, up as well. Um, Dennis, let me ask you, we're, we're three years plus into the pandemic. And again, many of the members of Delta Dental are in fact small businesses. The top two or three challenges I know I've asked this a million times. I'm going to keep asking it because those challenges are real and they don't go away. The top two or three challenges facing small business three years plus into the pandemic are? I would say a clear number one is, is the acquisition and retention of talent, of, of, of people that, that, that are in small business, that are working there at any level. Uh, look, when, you're, when you have a firm of, of, of 10 people, you are close to the top. You are with the president at, at, at all times in, in all likelihood. So that's number one. And number two, I would say, you know, 
uh, uh, costs uh, with with inflation of, of wages of inflations and benefits costs. That's probably the clear number one and number two by far. Mary, jump in with Jim. Yeah, definitely, Jim. I would love to hear a little bit more. Um, obviously, we brought you and Dennis on for a reason. Talk about the partnership between Delta Dental and Meadowlands Chamber. Why is that so critical to both the members of the chamber and also everyone at Delta Dental? Well, it's a great it's a great uh, topic, and thank you, Mary. Uh, our partnership with Delta Dental is so meaningful because one of the big cost areas that that Dennis uh, I've just mentioned is providing providing health benefits and providing big company attributes as they're trying to get as they're trying to retain uh, employees. That's a big part of this, and and the sure chamber is. has launched a series of of benefit programs, uh, which includes all our array of health insurance benefits, and 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 our partnership with Dent, uh, Delta has enabled us to include a component of that. Providing those kinds of cost-effective mechanisms really helps uh, employees not only main, maintain their or contain their costs, but also provide the kinds of uh, big company benefits that employees would expect in other locations that they're now expecting right down in small businesses. Mary, you and I actually had a conversation late yesterday before this taping about insurance. We literally had a conversation about insurance issues in our company. We're eight to 10 at any one time, and plus our great freelancers who are part of our team. But the Caucus Educational Corporation, our not-for-profit production company, Mary and I had that conversation. And I want to come back to Dennis on this, because here's the struggle. Dennis, we want to show our employees that we are team members, that we care about them. We want to provide them quality health insurance. Um, there's a whole bunch of other benefits as well, you know, pension contributions, et cetera, et cetera. We're a not-for-profit. So we're trying to manage cost, but also communicate how much we care. And not that money and benefits are the only way you do that, but Dennis, help us on this balancing act. And where does Delta Dental come in there? You know, for sure, it's 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 money and benefits. That's, that's a, a big card that, you know, is just table stakes. Uh, but beyond that, it's it's the type of benefits. It's the it's the kind of benefits that uh, that, that are meaningful to employees. And and I have to tell you, what means uh, more to an employee at age sixty four might mean not as much to an employee that's uh, age twenty four. So sorry, you know you really. <laughs> I am talking to you. Yeah, exactly. I was speaking to Mary. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no, hold on, Mary. But we talked about this. Go ahead. Now, thirty-four, Dennis. What do they now care 30, about? <laughs> now, thirty-four. Well, you know, it, at at Delta, we offer big company benefits to all size companies, for profit, not for profit, and so forth. As a matter of fact, over time, we've lowered our rates to make. It, the benefit more accessible. There's there's challenges obviously on the medical side relative to costs, which eclipse dental by ten to fifteen fold. But you know there's there's good advisory out there. There's there's brokers that are there's brokers that are members of the Meadowlands Chamber and brokers. other associations that can be uh, uh, tapped into. Mary, jump into that broker thing because you yeah, and I. Yeah, no, I was going to say that because uh, we had talked a little bit offline, so I feel like I cheated on a on an exam. But Jim, talk a little bit about that. The brokers who are members of the chamber and what are brokers and why are they important, especially to small businesses navigating? I know because I handle this along with our great accounting team, Justine and Joe Lupo. 
why is it so hard to navigate and what role do brokers have in that process? By the way, Justine and Joe Lupo are not married. They don't have the same last name. They work in the firm together. But I just want to clarify that because Justine's husband and Joe, never mind. It's irrelevant. Go ahead, Jim. Talk about brokers. So listen, uh, most of these most of these subjects, especially when dealing with health insurance, are, are complicated. And they're also time consuming. And Very. so entrepreneurs, people that are operating their businesses 8, 10, 12 hours a day, sometimes you know, it's hard for them to set aside the time to really fully understand the array of benefits uh, and, and the kinds of programs and even to do a cost analysis. And that's where a broker comes in. Good brokers offer really advisory consultancy services. And, and uh, you know, there's an array of brokers. We, we have a, a health insurance program here that in, it includes uh, Delta Dental on, on dental services. But uh, we have a, a number of brokerages that, that will really advise small businesses on, on how to what their options are. And there are many options out there. And but how do you uncomplicate it, Jim? Because as well, the CEO of our company, trust me, I def I'm like, Mary, got, you got this? Because I don't understand any of it. Then Mary goes to our consultant brokers and she break, tries to break it down. They come back to me and I go, I don't know what's best. So how do you simplify it? Because it is so complicated. I'm not, Steve, I'm not so sure you can actually totally simplify it, but I think, I think what's really important is to understand not only the cost factor. Too often, uh, business owners are just shopping costs. I think the options and the types of benefits that are involved in those costs and what they can do to elevate over a period of time, like even, even with us in our small business, we're just like you, Steve. We're a, the chamber is a, is a small not-for-profit. I got seven employees and I need to do for them what they would get uh, uh, outside. And so when I sit down with our with our broker that helps us with, with our package, we I talk about, okay, this is what we can afford to do next, this year. Tell me about the, the style of services, the style of benefits in that right. package. And maybe we can elevate it next year if our budget grows. And as we grow and become more successful, and then you can move that product. That's, a, that's like a business plan. Yeah, Dennis, real quick on what Jim just said. The ability to navigate the insurance world, the health insurance world in particular, right, is a leadership trait. I and mean, this is lessons in leadership, but is it not a leadership trait? Even if you don't know how to do it yourself, you have a team, you build a team inside and outside the organization to get it done, or am I making too much of that? No, you're, you're spot on. You know, like any great leader, uh, they quickly recognize that they don't know all things in all subjects, right? So you you hire, you bring in the experts. Uh, and I'll just pause on the word hire. Understand that, that, that a broker, in terms of the, the small business owner, basically is it comes at no cost. The insurer bears the cost of, of, of brokers, right? Their commissions, et cetera. So take advantage of a benefit that's that's there that's no cost. Also, all the carriers, medical, dental alike, will provide simple, easy to explain and understand materials and information. They all have, certainly we do, robust websites to access all of this. So it's there at your fingertips. Use it. Before we let you go, uh, Delta Vision, is list on the website of Delta Dental, which comes up right now. People can see about Delta Vision, right? Yes, they can. And also, uh, when it comes to the American Dream, a lot of activities going on at the Meadowlands Chamber, IZOD Center. Jim, it's all there on your website as it comes up right now? It is, yes. Just want to make sure. Hey, Dennis, Jim, 
you are partners, we are partners, take, takes a village. Oh, I guess somebody else said that before me. Um, uh, Dennis, Jim, thank you. Mary is coming back right after this, and we have a great guest coming up who will people will recognize. We're talking about a whole different set of issues around leadership. Dennis, Jim, thanks so much for joining us on Lessons in Leadership. You're great partners. And by the way, small business series made possible because of Delta Dental's commitment to important public information and sharing it. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. you. Be right back after this. This edition of Lessons in Leadership is made possible by the Bucino Leadership Institute at Seton Hall University, Pregramedis, Valley Bank, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825, the North Ward Center, the New Jersey Sharing Network, Delta Dental of New Jersey, Fedway Associates, Inc., Veolia, resourcing the world. Choose New Jersey and Seton Hall University, showing the world what great minds can do since 1856. This is Mary Gamba. If you want more leadership tips and tools, log on to stand-deliver.com. That's stand-deliver.com. Promotional support for this edition of Lessons in Leadership with me, Steve Adubato, and my colleague, Mary Gamba, has been provided by NJ.com, NJBIA, and New Jersey Business Magazine, CIANJ and Commerce Magazine, and Meadowlands Media, a print and digital business news network. Most people don't think about where their water comes from, but we do. Veolia, more than water, resourcing the world. Welcome back to Lessons in Leadership. Before I introduce our guest, Mary, do me a favor. I'll put you on the spot. Can you just, you know where I'm going. Can we, plug <laughs> our, can we plug our sponsors? Because we appreciate those who pay our bills. Yes. And for those that watch regularly, as soon as I put my glasses on, you know we're going to be plugging sponsors because I can't read without them. Uh, so we want to thank Prager Metis, Cheese New Jersey, one of our newest sponsors of Lessons in Leadership, Valley Bank, New Jersey Sharing Network. Seton Hall University and the Bacino Leadership Institute, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825, Veolia, the North Ward Center, Fedway Associates, and Delta Dental, who you just saw on the previous segment. So thank you so much for making this show possible. Yeah, sorry, we have no more time. We had to name our sponsor. <laughs> That's a lot of great sponsors. Yeah. And, and by the way, somebody who understands sponsors, fundraising, <laughs> and having to work at No Money, No Mission is our great friend, Kim Guardano, who is not only the former Lieutenant Governor of the great state of New Jersey, she's the Executive Director of Mercy Center. The, the website will be up for Mercy Center. Uh, Kim, it is so great to have you on Lessons in Leadership. Welcome. Well, thank you very much, Steve. We have a lot to talk about, I think. We do. Uh, and as we put up Mercy Center, the website, and also disclose that we're doing a leadership and communication seminar series at Mercy Center starting we're, we're actually in the spring of 2023, we're going to be doing for the next several months. Kim, tell everyone what Mercy Center is so people can find out more and frankly, find a way to give back so to Mercy it, Center. It's very simple. We just want to end generational poverty in our lifetime. It's a very simple mission. We want to feed everyone and we want to make sure that they don't ever have to come back to our food pantry or use our day services, our therapeutical services ever again. And we do that 
by uh, feeding their emergency needs. So we have a free pantry that, that is open five days a week. And then we have 13 licensed therapeutic uh, social workers who speak five different languages. And then finally, we have a school for girls, fourth to eighth grade, because the idea is get people a great education so they can get out of the generational cycle of poverty. Based where, Kim? Where are you based? We're in Monmouth County. We're in Monmouth County. We started out about two and a half years ago, just in the greater Asbury Park area. But with all of our therapeutic services, we are now in four separate counties doing some kind of valuable work to help stabilize people's families. Excellent. I just want to acknowledge our mutual friend, Larry Downs, who uh, facilitated the discussion so that we could be able to do what we're doing at Mercy Center. Let me ask you this, Kim. Since it is Lessons in Leadership, and by the way, check out uh, steveautobato.org for our public television program. And we did a great interview with Kim there. Kim, on leadership, three years plus into the pandemic, what would you say the most significant change has been in your leadership, approach to leadership? How have you changed as a leader because of COVID? Oh, I'm much more empathetic, uh, much more empathetic. The stories I have seen in the last three years, look, when I was uh, the Lieutenant Governor, I got all over the state, we went through Sandy, we had some pretty serious disasters and, and you learn to love people that way, but you never get to know them. Uh, in the last three years, I can tell you story after story after story that is heartbreaking um, about the work that we do in the greater Monmouth County area. And that is to me, the greatest change. I knew there was a need because of my prior job, but now I know there's a need. And I also know this, Steve, and this is what gives me hope. We can fix it. We can change it. Uh, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of people, uh, both giving and, and, and being willing to get help, uh, but we can make this happen. I'm, I'm confident in that. Mary. Yeah, definitely, Kim. Can you talk a little bit about women in leadership and the importance of women being mentors, coaches, especially to our young girls uh, today, especially tied to the Sisters Academy? Well, the Sisters Academy is a private independent school in the on the west side of Asbury Park. I mean, such a tough neighborhood that a month ago we had a shooting literally on the front steps during school hours. That's how tough the neighborhood is. That's why the school is there. And that's why we need it first, because we want to create small, strong, independent women. You get into a good high school and then you're going on to college or a tech school that's going to get you out of that cycle of coming to the to the pantry every day. So to answer your question, what we do with the school is we bring in women that look like the students. So all of my students are Black Americans. They're not African Americans. They're Black Americans. They could be Islanders. They could be Haitians. They could be African Americans. But what we want to do is bring in successful women. I'll give you one example. I, I'm sure you know Margie Perry, who runs a great construction business. She's on, right she's on our board of trustees. Oh, there was, a, there was an accident. <laughs> but no, she's she, the best. She came down. Margie's the best. She is a truth teller. She's, she'll tell you the truth. She'll talk to them one-on-one. -on -one, and she's not afraid to tell them, yeah, it's going to be hard. Wake up, get a good education, and then get out there and go get it. And she's been fabulous for us because, you know, I, I can talk all I want, you know, blah, 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 but I don't live in their world. Margie comes from their world. So we like to bring women leaders like that in, Mary, just to make sure these girls have uh, role models. Mm. Who was yours, Kim? Who was your role model? Oh, As you a know, I, being a leader. I go back and forth. My dad, um, I, and I, he was a broadcaster, so you can appreciate this. He moved 25 times before I was 25 years old. Every time he made his numbers, 
he moved to a larger just a larger market and market, when he did yeah. take his numbers he moved out of that market so why was he a leader because he was able to take his five kids and say to them what he believed in what he thought was the right thing to do he was very catholic he was very mission oriented he was very centered on getting to a goal and that's what i learned from him but my mother in later years i came to appreciate more after i had my own kids um, was the one that managed all of it, allowed him to move forward in his career uh, with five kids and move 25 times with five kids. So I have to say that both of them are one-two punch. It was always an interesting dinner table uh, conversation. You know, Mary, as, as, as Kim talks about, by the way, the Mercy Center website is up again. As Kim talks about her mom, I, it, it, it's such a cliche, but it's so true. Women running, leading, managing, the home and everything that that means and the people in it, that's leadership. Go ahead, and going to work. And going go, go, to work. Oh, yeah. And going to work. Go to work. <laughs> right, oh, Mary? that thing. We did all that in high heels, a skirt, and, you know, and, and went to work. Walk home a paycheck. Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. You got the glue sticks in one side of your pocketbook and the paintbrushes in the other. It's crazy. Definitely. Yeah. Um, talk about, we're, uh, we have a nonprofit television produ production company as well. Talk about no money, no mission. We've talked about this offline as well. The importance of building relationships. We talk about our kids. I tell my kids all the time. I said, listen, I said, you're not going to get anywhere in life unless you build relationships. Do not burn any bridges. Make sure you understand the importance of connections. But tie that back to leadership, relationship building, and philanthropy and fundraising. Why is that important? You got. You have an hour? Yeah. But, <laughs> so, look, kids have it much easier today with social media. When I grew up, I keep telling my kids, I didn't have a computer. So you didn't have social media. You didn't have a way to connect with people. If I want to ping a big donor and say, can, yeah, I got five minutes. I promise it won't be more. Then, then I can do that today. You could not do that 10 years ago. Now, if you have to manage that people have to understand what you're doing and they have to buy into what you're doing, literally. I mean, it used to be when I was raising money for a political campaign, they had to buy into the candidate personally. And it, let me tell you how much easier it is to raise money when you talk about sick children or hungry children or getting these children out of this cycle of poverty by getting them a good education. It's so much easier if you tell that story than if you just say, hey, I need your five bucks and, and walk away. You have to spend a lot of time. You have to engage. Uh, a one-shot deal isn't going to help. You know this already. It's not going to help you. You need long-term sponsors. You need long-term committed uh, donors, funders. And, and whether they're engaged writing a check or engaged on my board or engaged in volunteering or engaged in speaking to my kids, at the school, all of those things will make them valuable ambassadors for what we do, whether it's write a check or uh, do a fund drive, a fundraiser or a uh, you know food raiser or go to a golf outing. All of those things, it's, there's no single answer, I think. Uh, and you also have to have a really good role text. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah. Kim, before I let you go, before we let yeah. you go, We've known each other a long time. We've we've talked about this before. We've had some great interviews when you were lieutenant governor. We've gotten to know each other outside of that orbit and our work together. And we're looking forward to our leadership and communication series at Mercy Center that our company, Stand and Deliver, will be running. But I'm curious about this. Your level of passion, you talked about your empathy before and how it's changed. Your level of passion 
intensity of your passion and its connection to your leadership style. Not an accident. Oh, no, it's a direct connection. You have to have a focus or a mission that you believe in. You have to, like a politician, you have to be authentic. But when you are in the nonprofit world, you have to believe it. it has to be in your heart. Or as I like to say, if you don't cry once a day doing what we do, then you're not connecting with the people that you serve, which are the people coming in off the street needing help. And, and to me, if you don't cry once a day, I don't, I don't want you in my organization. It's, you're not going to be helpful to anybody. So you need to focus. You need to be really, really flexible. So COVID made you very flexible. And then you need to have the guts to carry through and follow through on every little thing that comes across your desk. <laughs> yeah, I always tell Mary, when, when I stop caring about spell checking things and looking what's going on in the air and criticizing and hey i don't like the way that looks that's when i know i don't care enough to do this anymore uh kim thank you so much we appreciate the work that you're doing with your colleagues at mercy center we look forward to coming down there and joining the team and working with you all the best kim thanks steve thank you mary see you later lessons in leadership that's kim guadano that's mary gamba we'll be right back Promotional support for this edition of Lessons in Leadership with me, Steve Adubato, and my colleague, Mary Gamba, has been provided by NJ.com, NJBIA, and New Jersey Business Magazine, CIANJ, and Commerce Magazine, and Meadowlands Media, a print and digital business news network. Most people don't think about where their water comes from, but we do. Veolia more than water resourcing the world all right mary we have a, about two and a half minutes left uh thanks to uh kim gradano thank you to our, our friends at delta dental dennis and also jim kirkus at the uh, chamber or metal chamber mary real quick i came across an article in the new york times yeah i still read this sunday new york times this was in the business section how to stamp out meetings that go on and on look we've talked about meetings forever the new book uh coming out mary what's the name of the new book uh, Lessons in Leadership 2.0, The Tough Stuff. Coming out when? Uh, August, I'm going to say. Yeah, you just made that up. So <laughs> no, the book is not made up, but when it's coming out is. There's a big <laughs> section on meetings, and frankly, let me be crass, why our meetings suck so bad. This article in the Times talks about the fact, it's a great quote from a professor over in North Carolina at Charlotte University, um, said, meetings in and of themselves don't cause problems because they were not created with a sadistic mindset. What he's saying is most managers and leaders don't intend to punish us in meetings, but we do. Why are we punishing people in meetings, Mary, all because the time, back to back, in and out? Zoom, we don't hey. know any better. We don't know any better. Most leaders, now I'll have you, most of the meetings are necessary to some degree, but the meeting can be five minutes, 10 minutes. The meeting does not need to include the entire team or the guy down the block that you just decided to invite. So you have a larger group in that room or on that Zoom meeting. But yes, we just don't know any better. So the more that we talk about it, the more that we put it out there, literally we can fix the problem. All right, so look on our, our website, stand and deliver, stand-deliver.com, section on, I've written so much about meetings, keys to meetings. Mary, in this article, they did some research what would you say, other than going on too long, mm -hmm. the number one reason why most people said the meetings were crappy? I would say no agenda. That was in there. But I not feel like that. we're in family feud. All right. So you've got no agenda, too many yes. people in the meeting. The yes. facilitator sucks. 
right? The facilitator okay, the is- The facilitator sucks, but something else about the meeting leader, not only that he or she, they suck at facilitating. I see goodbye, Alvin. No oh, worries. we have to go. Uh, tell us what it is and then we'll pick it up next time. The meeting leader talks too long. The meeting leader sucks up the oxygen. So in that spirit, I'm going to cut myself off. Good job. Steve Arabato, Mary Gamba, these meetings just keep rolling every Sunday. News 12 Plus, go online, see us. That's Mary. This is Steve. That's Alvin behind the scenes. And I have to tell you, you know, Alvin's not on camera. He's got the funkiest shorts you've ever seen. But I'm going to find a way to get him on camera soon. See you next time on Lessons in Leadership. This edition of Lessons in Leadership is made possible by the Bucino Leadership Institute at Seton Hall University. Pregramatis, Valley Bank, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825, the North Ward Center, the New Jersey Sharing Network, Delta Dental of New Jersey, Fedway Associates, Inc., Veolia, resourcing the world, Choose New Jersey, and Seton Hall University, showing the world what great minds can do since 1856. This is Mary Gamba. If you want more leadership tips and tools, log on to stand-deliver.com. That's stand-deliver.com. Promotional support for this edition of Lessons in Leadership with me, Steve Adubato, and my colleague, Mary Gamba, has been provided by NJ.com, NJBIA, and New Jersey Business Magazine, CIANJ, and Commerce Magazine, and Meadowlands Media, a print and digital business news network. people don't think about where their water comes from, but we do. Veolia. More than water. Resourcing the world.